Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're back. We're here. We've been here all along. And um, Michael, it just uh, it, we got this this shit out of our system earlier in a podcast <laughs> that will never see the light of day, never be heard by anybody. Um, but it has been some frustrating days in terms of um, w- w- with regards to, uh, you know, individual freedom, personal liberty and responsibility, that sort of thing. And, you know, people telling other people what to do based on some, you know, what they believe themselves. <laughs> and they think that's going to be great for everyone. Uh, imagining, I believe, that their lives are awesome. <laughs> I think they must think that. And that they want everybody's lives to be as awesome. And that... W- anyway. On that no, on that note, I think okay. the authority thing is actually an interesting thing. So we um, word vomited pretty much every transgression and frustration that we had over the past week. Yeah, in an hour long rant that it was only thirty eight minutes actually. Oh shit! It yeah, felt like it was an concentrated. Eternity. It did feel like an eternity. It's true. <laughs> but the when it, I think when we found the bottom of it, I think it, we were talking about authority is what I think frustrates us most, and that, this kind of came out um, the other day. Um, Tim Noakes, uh-huh. Professor Tim Noakes, Perfect. got banned from Facebook with over 1.8 million, um, <laughs> quote unquote, low carbers or whatever he is okay. today. But it was like basically him and his group where he had a private yeah. uh, account where people would discuss it or forum, whatever. 1.8 million people just got immediate, like just deleted out of nowhere. And so was that, was it because of something that he said or was it, or was it one of the groups that got, um, so I I read an article today Mm -hmm. about a bunch of, um, Facebook groups going from closed to secret. Oh, okay. So, um, and and mass panic is the reason that your Facebooks, you, your you know, all of mm-hmm. your Facebook groups just went secret. And whether this is real news or not, it's on Vice.com, so who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, a, a lot of administrators of these Facebook groups apparently are worried that their groups might be invaded by bad actors who post porn and oh. other racist kind of stuff, and then report the group to get the group banned. Oh. So um, it's a it's a tactic known as zucking. <laughs> Apparently, um, and, and so there's there's some organization which is called the Indonesian Reporting Commission. Okay, I'm not going to tie that to anything other than the name. You okay. can folks figure out <clears throat> some dominant religion shit right there if you want. Um, so they so so uh, they've been mass joining and and reporting posts in groups. Um, so there's this group called Crossovers Nobody Asked For. I don't know what that is, but... Um, I can guess. It, exactly. <laughs> and, and so that group got got suspended for a few hours because some people came in, joined the group, yeah. because sometimes, you know, to join a closed group, all you got to do is answer a question like, what color is the sky? And then you, oh. then you can be in the group. Right. Um, but if it's a secret group, you actually have to have an invitation and a right. direct link to get, in, you know, somehow involved. Um I mean, this is just shit I'm reading because yeah. I don't participate on Facebook. We all yeah, know neither, that I'm uh, I. Um, that I had a fake profile for a while. It was super entertaining. So this idea of you know somebody coming and joining the group, spreading false information, pornography, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff, and then reporting that group, or then having a third party report that group, um, and, and get it banned by Facebook. It, does does that sound like something that would happened with I don't mi- I, with mi- I don't think so, but that is really interesting. And it okay. kind of threads into this. Um, I, I think he was deplatformed. Oh, 
Yeah, because he's so much, he's just as dangerous as Alex Jones. <laughs> I well, mean, talking okay. low carb shit. I mean, but whoa, the, whoa, whoa, easy there. Uh, well, and this is, so this, this is, I had an argument on Twitter about this because um, a bunch of people celebrated this because he is likely a zealot. Like he's, well, low carb zealot. What do you want to as, call him? As if you know, he's the only. He's the only zealot. We'll stop him. Uh, well, and the other, other, and people are afraid other, of his platform. But one other is, zealot that Tony Robbins are trying to <laughs> yeah, trying to get rid of him too. Yeah. That other <laughs> guru. Um, but to, like, the guy spelled out a pretty lengthy argument for why it's okay that he got de- deplatformed. And my one of the things that he said was that he was a. Um, not verbatim because I'm just trying to remember this without opening my Twitter, but he, he said that Timothy Noakes uh, was a danger to uh, public health. And I kind of, you know, it, this is one of those scenarios where, you know, your hmm. human nature is not all good or bad. It is somewhere varied between and, and great genius usually oscillates with some evil. Somewhere, yeah. Right? And, and, and I think and, he's and, a perfect example of it. Not that and, I, I just, he I has undergone a pretty remarkable evolution mm-hmm. um, through the course of his scientific and athletic career, to say the least. Fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. And to it, I mean, and I just love the the notion that deplatforming is even a fucking thing. Uh, well, it, it is, and it, this is the, this ties into the authority thing because. Um, after he spelled out his argument, my only question was, and he <laughs> obviously came back. So, so, what was the the the, the argument that, that he w- that Noakes was a danger? Like, what did that his public health um, risk? He, he advised. Uh, how did is that what manifest? He went to, this is he went to court in South Africa because he advised um, a lady to put her baby on a low carb diet, which. First and foremost, is not dangerous. Okay, go and, she, on, and she could have had like uh, like uh, postnatal diabetes or something like some weird thing. It, sure, and but he, yeah. he gave medical advice. Yes, which is the which was the wrong. Even though he is a doctor, he is not a medical doctor. Right. Actually, does he have an MD too? I don't know. I know he has two PhDs. Okay. I, that he might have an MD too, so he might okay. because he was found not guilty. Yeah, so he must have an MD, but it must not be in a fill or something. Was anyway, he got taken to court for basically. Actually, it was kind of a a lynching of sorts because he he was very loud about how terrible the South African dietary guidelines were, how they were okay. harmful, which yeah. is one hundred percent true. We all know this, yeah, and we know this about dietary guidelines in every. Every country, country because yeah. which you know they're guidelines my fear talking about other things that are going on now with personal freedom is that the government will come in and start regulating those and if i have to base my health off of what the government tells me is correctly it's not going to be health for very long no so tell me there's something going on in utah right with registered dietitians uh, not Utah, or, yeah, uh, though, uh, Tennessee. Okay, so yeah, you they're passing uh, some so, some lobbying, and CrossFit is fighting them on this, which is okay. the only company that's actually fighting them. Um, which means I <clears throat> probably have to be a little bit nicer about them, but yeah, <laughs> because they are actually doing good work. Um, yeah, the the lobbying is for um, to make it a felony, uh, if not just a misdemeanor, to give people nutrition advice without. Not necessarily um, a registered dietitian's license, but to be a part of this group that is a third-party education system for registered dietitians after they finish school. So it's not necessarily that they're requiring the education, they're requiring that... Membership in a particular group. Exactly, which is cronyism, which is is the big fucking obvious thing that's going on uh, but yeah, they passed and, it in Tennessee and, you know the the, the fa- most fascinating thing about that is I've met some really really fantastically tremendously <laughs> healthy registered dietitians uh, <laughs> I get I'm not joking this is this is not at uh I will get at least hashtag sarcasm <laughs> you stupid fucks I, I will get at least five emails and annually which is not a lot okay from registered dietitians asking for advice on 
how to build their business or how to actually accomplish what we accomplish through nutrition. Nice. Yeah, that, well, that's a normal should, thing. And I yeah. do help them. Like every time they have a question, hey, I'm a registered dietitian, but I don't know this and we'll have a conversation about it. This happens frequently. To be clear, I am not a registered dietitian. I so no one's no, listening in the state of Tennessee, no, or you'll or be, I'll, I'll or be, you'd jail, be responsible. Yeah, yeah. You'd be, yeah. So felony, That's, this, and that actually passed. This passed, and, or I don't think it's felony. I think they made it to misdemeanor or something. There's a fine involved with giving dietary advice without <laughs> being a member of this particular yeah. group. Hey, how about this? Eat a fucking salad. Jail. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So uh, there, and, and again, it comes back to the same idea. We're talking about authoritarianism. And but the, but the but the people who were sort of passing these laws and trying to get their sort of particular third party group protected status mm-hmm. um, are not people who embody the healthy outcome. <laughs> that, that, that they are no, they're, they're, they want their their pocketbooks to be healthily lined, oh, but they themselves. I mean, it's it, and every time. I mean, I get I'm, I walk into you know, uh, a, you know, place where there are doctors, mm-hmm. where there are people who are concerned with health. Oh no, yeah. So the guy I was arguing with Kevin Kevin Base. Um, and, and I gave him a lot of credit because he spelled out a fairly coherent argument. And this is n- the, against Noakes. Uh, Noakes. Okay. And um, he gave me some bullshit back trying to educate me on uh, nutrition, for which I said, I don't need an education on nutrition. I was asking specifics as to why he's a danger to public health. Yeah. And he gave no response. So I tried to, I read some of his articles to see what he was talking about because he has this big long article about how dangerous Noakes is. He, he more or less just doesn't like the guy because the guy advocates low carb. This guy was a fan of low carb and then got educated and then understood that low carb was not the freebie that he thought it was. And now he's backlashing like every good atheist against religion does. Yeah. And so he's being a little bit angry about it. So he's a little born again. <laughs> he's a little born again. Yeah. A little, I got a little bit of that, that, that zeal that comes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. comes with finding yourself in a crib. <laughs> I can't believe how fucking similar out. they are. <laughs> uh, the arc of the fucking tormented angsty teen that figures out that what he was told is bullshit and then he has to fight the system and now santa claus has to die (laughs) (laughs) fuck all children and kill santa claus yeah well so he never answered to that so i can't say what he said but trying to go through like he he writes trying to determine what his position might be based on previous work sure and so he said something like oh uh timothy noakes does not um he doesn't advocate vaccines and i go okay but so what? Like I, I'm, I'm just as is he an? Is, does he advocate anti? Like is he? No, an, is no, he an not anti? that far. He just no. goes, hey, we don't know if the what the real harm of these things are. That's what he said, right? And he goes, I, you know, based on what he understands about statistics and research in the medical field, which I would say is deep seated. He just does not trust the research that goes behind it, and then he's advocated against statins as well. Oh, oh, you don't want to go up against those fuckers. No, but and this is where it gets weird because <laughs> that guy says that's a public health concern. And I was like, oh, d- 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 wow. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm th- uh, there's a there's a thorough there's some gymnastics going on. In so my statins, brain. cholesterol, Ufi Ranskoff. Yeah, I, we blah, blah, blah. We're getting into the weeds where yeah. I go, man, I can get, I can sound myself really anti sciencey almost immediately. Like, I, yeah, I, man, I'm a shill for the low carbers suddenly or whatever, even though I'm not anywhere close to that. But it, so we had the, I started looking at this argument that's unraveling online and, and people like um, Lane uh, Norton uh, and Alan. Aragon or whatever his name is. They, I mean, they're all for the banishing of this guy. Like they want him deplatformed because he's such a danger. It's just somebody that they don't agree with. Exactly, and, it like, would, and, and then would give their their particular platforms a bit more ex- relevance and or weight. This is what this Kevin Base guy is. Is like he's a nobody who's writing science articles. He's a student of nutritional sciences and he has a PhD in anthropology. He's he's fairly well educated. Okay. Um, as far as I can tell, he makes he doesn't do it as a profession because he's digitally spare changing through his Patreon account, which he didn't like that I brought that up. Like, <laughs> hey, um, 
you know. You can't get a job doing this? Yeah, like, you know, if you can't get it paid for, all you're looking for is relevance by like, hey, look, guys, over here, I'm pointing at this guy and calling him bad or whatever, yeah. um, which starts to look really, really funny because this is this is where we run into like the science crowd, quote unquote, the science crowd that is all science all the time doesn't realize that it takes people, a character, that, and you could disagree with them if you want, it takes a character like Timothy Noakes to start driving things in the right direction. And so you could say, let's say that low carb is harmful to human beings. I don't care. He has done more good with um, his stuff on waterlogged mm -hmm. and his stuff in the realm of endurance and the central governor uh, theory yeah, that will do more good for humans than anything that he could come up with uh, besides like, I don't know, being but if I can make him guilty of pushing a low carb agenda, then I can then I can devalue all of that other stuff. But and I, I would put also, my thing forward in its place. I would also say on that same respect, like he's telling a nation that is obese and overweight to not eat carbohydrates, which is true. You don't need them. Like the worst thing that would happen is like maybe one out of a million people would get ketoacidosis because they can't regulate their ketone bodies through improper insulin production, and they then we'd go to the hospital. Or they'd be in a coma and we'd lose one person. And then we'd then we'd intravenously give them carbohydrates <laughs> and everything would be fine. Be totally. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a fucking sucker. Yeah. Like I. So here's here's the bottom line. This is a this is a intricate story about something that is not that important, but it comes down to a bigger discussion about platform. Yeah. So we we did an episode talking about Sheila Sue, um, Sheila Barden. She. Um, she posted that thing on, Hey, don't eat so much. And people were livid. You're yeah. using your platform for evil. Yeah. And you should not act like this. And so many young girls look up to you and I go, hold on. Now here's the, here's the, the bigger theme about authority. Um, you as a person are the only thing that can give somebody else authority. Yep. You give it to them. Yes. You relinquish. They do not take it. <laughs> it is given. You'll know it when they do. It, for sure, because, <laughs> well, go to Thailand for that coup or whatever the fuck happened and yeah. you would see it. But this is something that I think people need to understand, and especially with us giving advice and whatever. If you believe everything that comes out of my mouth, you are a fucking sucker. Because... Even if I think that it is true. Only if you were selling it. <laughs> even if I think that it is true or it is the best information I have at the time, if you don't confirm that, then you're at my beck and call to, to believe whatever bullshit that I want you to believe. Yeah. That goes with anybody. And that, that's why, like, deplatforming Alex Jones, yeah, the guy is a fucking nutbag for sure. But who gives a shit? Turn it off. Like... Don't follow him. Don't listen to him. Well, so th th herein lies the 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 uh, the charter of authority is to protect you from yourself. So that if you cannot turn it off, then we shall turn it off for you. It's, we know that maybe it's not, you know, it's somewhere between entertainment and uh, insurrection. You know, totally. You know, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. You know, whatever. And. And I agree. If you're too stupid, you deserve it. I yes. Yeah. For and th this is, but uh, it's then, our last known selection process. Yeah, but this will bring me to, to, to the piece of okay, deplatforming. Okay, so, so anybody who offers a free platform <laughs> yeah. for people, yeah, is already in authority. Yeah, because they're in control of the dialogue. Exactly. Uh, this is the so, bigger conversation. And, yeah. and and so when when people get well, no, but I want my Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> well, fucking pay for it. Yeah. Oh, but you do because they've you know they've opened a store in your brain. Yeah. And they've opened you know a newsstand in your brain. Mm -hmm. They've so you are already paying. You just don't you, you you don't realize it. But you also don't understand that this is it's not. Um, it's not like air mm. that you can just breathe that's on all the time and it's free and that's for know, now for now yeah 
I didn't say clean air. Notice <laughs> that. Um, clean air is not free. Um, but like people, okay, what do you, you're, you're trading away something. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, when you turn on a light, you pay for it. Mm. When you turn on the water, you pay for it in some way. It's not just free. Yes, maybe you have a, an inalienable right, you know, to that water, to, you know, or, or whatever. But uh, you want it to be clean. You want it to be there on demand. Well, that then that's a service you're going to have to pay for. And so for you to broadcast your shit on Facebook or to, organ, to, to develop a group on Facebook, mm-hmm. all right, you are already relinquishing control to this sovereign mm-hmm. authority. You know, they're sovereign over the fucking architecture, the sure. infrastructure. So you've already given up certain rights. And then you have to... And and if you do that, then you must sort of obey the rules. Mm-hmm. Don't want to obey the rules, or um, whatever you know. The, 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 you can be made to go away. You can be quote deplatformed mm-hmm. in a way. And I, I mean, I think it's something that we you know that we should all look at that these things that these social networks that any of this network stuff you is not a right you pay for the service this is not um and we should maybe behave accordingly rather than getting all up in arms when oh somebody else is availing themselves of this technology and broadcasting you know something that they believe in yeah so th- and, there's there's a counter argument to this though that that I think should be brought up because I know some people are, that know about this like and people that are into cybersecurity or whatever might would for sure know more about it than me but the the counter argument is that um that things well the duopoly of Facebook slash Google which okay. basically owns the internet for sure through Google Analytics and various you know sister companies. Um, they they are trying to be the best of both worlds, a public service or a public square, have you, but also a private entity that can act like one. So, of course, we understand this is not a freedom of speech issue, um, although they have created kind of a digital town square. So it might have to be. In which case, this would have to be a regulated thing. And this is one of the questions that we don't know. If somebody can be deplatformed and a company can take the idea of public domain and shift it so that people but start... Is, is espousing low-carb eating what? the same as shouting <laughs> fire in a crowded theater? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But but it gets... I mean, that's that's the harmless nature of starting to deplatform authority figures in certain belief systems in which case like what is really going on where like why would he get deplatformed anyway yeah in in which case oh he doesn't go along with mainstream science well then how the fuck do we change anything if if everything that we know is correct right now according to the science how do we do more science without going against it you have to at some point break the mold and go against in order to develop new like wait he had 1.8 million people interested in this low carb conversation Mm -hmm. let's say Mm -hmm. and 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 i I, 1.8 million doesn't seem like that many you know in terms of like the whole world Mm -hmm. but um still it's a it's a it's a big audience Mm -hmm. and so what? Like mm. the potential investigation that could come out of this discussion mm. about it, you know, Noakes has, he has gone back on what he has believed in the past. Yes. According to new knowledge, according to, you know, that probably developed out of conversation with people and maybe more research, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So to basically shut down a large scale conversation means that. Um, you don't want there to be progress or change, right? Correct. And, and why? And this is where it gets really weird is because actually when you start to look at, you know, Facebook and the platforms that, you know, Silicon Valley who create these 
uh, applications that people spend so much time on, they generally come from a liberal background, which I'm not saying is a good or bad thing, but I just say that their inherent beliefs cannot be unattached to the thing that they build. In which case, what kind of dietary guidelines go along with a liberal platform? Veganism, vegetarianism tend to be the things that follow suit almost universally through liberal beliefs. Doesn't matter what country you are a part of the liberal side of the argument always tends to trend towards plant-based diets being the most economically friendly. And, you know, they'll argue that it's, you know, uh, more humane or whatever. Okay. In which case, is that why he got deplat? Like, is that because a low carb, high fat diet, does Ooh. not, it's not happening plant based wise. Come on, all avocado all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can only eat so much guac. <laughs> it's, it's true. But so it's this true. is, this is in my head, I go, oh, this is like, this is like an insidious little thing. And it's one of those things that you don't think has a big impact. But now, it, you know, as the amount of aunts and uncles and fucking grandmothers that are on Facebook not knowing how to use it, what's coming up is now suddenly shifted and biased towards a very specific, you know, there's no longer keto recipes. Not that that would be a bad thing because I'm the one who bitches about that. Right. But is that something that like our keto groups, not a thing on Facebook now? No, they are. Oh, okay. But if it starts with this, then like, you know, what starts chipping oh. away because the basis that people believe is that he was unscientific or he was going, he was spreading misinformation or pseudoscience. It, and, and the fact that he had such a big following, well, such a big following, but also some letters after his name. Correct. He's an authority. He's an authority. Right. And so that would, so whether, so whatever he says is taken as authoritative. Yes. I think so. And so maybe that's part of the thing. It's like, okay, what he's he's talking about is not science. It's just how he happens to live and what he happens to believe. And just because he's got the letters after his name, then people take it as science. And then maybe they run into some trouble because they start losing weight that they had, you know, taken, gone to such great lengths to gain. Yeah, and I don't, I, I, I like... This is the thing with letters behind your name. They they don't mean anything. Like it was arduous to get them. I get that. And I respect the time that goes into educating yeah. somebody that has them. But just because you don't have them does not mean you are uneducated in a given field. Like, well, see, nobody respects the HSD after that I put after my name. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, high what school is, diploma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a real uh, but all information is out there whether i go to a specific place and pay them to give it to me and then test me whether i know it or not or i take my own personal time to take in the information put it into practice and prove that it worked by building a client base or whatever the practice ensues after that mm -hmm. They're both forms of education. One is just formal and has letters involved with it. Yeah. The other one usually is informal and has like a reputation behind it. Right. Like, and this is like our whole business is based off of reputation. It does not mean we're uneducated. It just means that our education is validated through other things. Generally, um, this is this is the problem with a school edu uh, formal education is we have results. When you get out of school, you have fucking paper. Right. And, and it's not that and, you can't you know, then do good living, things. Living, breathing, that. walking around the planet results. Yes. As opposed to like the, you know, the photocopy <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, of the thing. And this sounds like I'm anti school. Yeah. I'm not at all. No. We already, episode yeah, yeah. 30 something or other, we already. Sure. Put and that and to I, bed. I would love to go to school, actually, if I didn't think it was a fucking farce and a trap and you know another but you are you've 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 hired a tutor to teach you how to play guitar you hired a tutor to you yeah. are in school with the math thing you sure are in school with but the for the for the format like a university and a degree and all the hoopla that goes with it i would yeah. love to do it to be honest like I, I think it'd be great i just don't a 
I don't want to. Hey, give you them stay money. alive long enough, you're going to get an honorary degree from some. <laughs> but but the so the idea. I'm not against education. It obviously. I think people need to be more educated. But I also think we're we're switching to a time where education will happen through digital devices. And my fear is that people will not understand authority and how to question it in order to become educated. I think you need to understand how authority works before you can educate yourself. Because if you don't, you'll believe everything that you're fucking told. And if the the, the educational platform is, um, yeah, it'll just it'll just go underground. But if it, but like if the educational platform is you know going through all the digital devices and that mm. sort of thing, um, and is you know controlled in some way, steered, guided, mm. you know by, cons- I don't know, we're getting that's good. I'm thinking conspiracy a little bit there, but um, <laughs> well, and I don't want to go down there. I don't want to have to burn. But this my, is the problem with the word conspiracy. There's nothing wrong with it. Conspiracies no. do happen. It, People conspire to do things. Yes, tis true. <laughs> Therefore, whenever you go, ah, oh, it sounded uh, like a conspiracy. Well, fuck. How do you think anything has happened that has gone under the mainstream or? Take it I don't over know. It seemed like the American Revolution was like a conspiracy of sorts. It was kind of a conspiracy. <laughs> some dudes together conspired yeah. against the uh, mm. authorities. Yeah, it's a conspiracy until they start shooting, and then it's an act of rebellion. Right, exactly. And they made a big ass pot of tea, and, uh, <laughs> cold brew. <laughs> it was a cold brew. A little bit salty for my yeah. taste, yeah. but plenty. Um, that, I think there's. I don't know. The, there's. I think. I think there is a shift on how this stuff is. Um, changing how we view education in the first place. And we joked about it, um, like in passing with Andy Stump, when I said to solve uh, school shooting problems, we should just get rid of schools. Yeah, That is not far from what I've come to actually start believing is like school, like when I see what my stepdaughter comes home and learns, like this is regression. This is the most like, I'm sorry, she's just fucking bored. And therefore, wasting her entire day. School is not to educate children. School is to free up the workforce so they can work yeah. longer and harder. Yeah. It's fucking state-sponsored daycare is what it is. And I think back to our original bitch about abortion and whatever, if people couldn't ditch their kids at school all day, do you think they'd be having as many? It takes a village, man. <laughs> Now we're getting into conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories. Um, I, I, I wrote this down when you were talking about, you know, some thoughts on authority. And I said, I think one of the best questions you can you can think about is, what do you have to give up to take somebody's advice? Like, whenever it is. Like, I'm mm-hmm. giving something up. It's either um, a belief that I didn't have before, a change of belief, or adding a new belief. And in order to add a belief, I usually have to get rid of another one that was held in its placeholder. That, that, that was a placeholder right. or that was um, counter to or different than this new bit of advice or this new belief. Yeah, and under those questions, I then, oh, this is not, I'm not just taking, like I'm not just, hey, what's the answer to this question? Then getting it, I'm exchanging. Yeah. One thing that helped me maybe not do so much for another thing that might help me do more. And like, so for example, I got, um, this is actually pretty, this happened today, actually. So oh, so it's even current. Sacrosanct. Um, the, Man. So this um, this guy private messaged me on Instagram. Let me find it. Another not free platform. Another not free that I pay dearly for. Yes. Um, and I hate. Um, but I do find useful. It can be. Oh. And so this, sold the shit out of that book. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yes. Uh, I'm just reaching around. Dot dot dot. Nice. Yeah, because I'm curious who and what material you have researched for your philosophy on endurance training. And I love the podcast. That's great. My response, <clears throat> because um, I didn't have a real one. I said uh, I got most of my philosophy and education from 20 plus hours on a bike a week for five years. Yeah. <laughs> and I read some stuff, but it really doesn't but, it doesn't but, compare to the education I got moving my legs. Moving moving your legs. And 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 I think a lot of what happens with the with the literature that we read about mm-hmm. the topics we are interested in is you know, okay, 20 hours a week on a bike for let's say 5 years, mm-hmm. then whatever you read is either 
you know, it it it, it is confirming something that you already learned. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. As opposed to giving you new knowledge. And if you go and 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 this is something that came up over a, a really long period of time. I mean, I think we've you know, you and I finally mm-hmm. got there. I I want to say it was in a conversation in Bulgaria or might have been the year after, but was that okay? We, you know, we're citing, you know, we're teaching people these things, and we're citing all of these resources of, okay, you wanted endurance training, you know, I could give you a list of folks. Tim Noakes would be on it, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it turns out, right, more um, of running. <laughs> um, but there'd be a, a, a list of stuff to read, but nothing, nothing in those books carries the weight that 20 hours a week <laughs> for five years does. And so for me, it was always go back to, no, just do the thing and you'll understand the thing. Or in and, your case, and, hiking uphill for 20 years. Or, yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. What, whatever, the, 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 you know, the, the, that, that actual physical experience in the world combined with an inquisitive mm-hmm. and um, I'll, I'll say um, facile mind, you know, I get like sponge like organism, sponge like <laughs> organism in my head. Um, so I have this curiosity. I, I have, you know, my experiences in the physical world and I can put these, you know, the, these things together and I can read this stuff, but it's not just going to come from the book and you can't do all the book reading and then turn around and tell other people what to do right. in the same, with the same weight or with the same sort of deep knowledge um, that would come from having read all of that stuff, but then also having done the time and not in a four year degree type of time, you know, like, oh, yeah, for four years I did endurance and then mm-hmm. I, 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 but I, I, I don't mean it just in that sense. I think it, it needs, it needs to be, I mean, all of that, the, the, the physical experience and the literary experience or the learning experience, all of that stuff has to be integrated. Then we could, then we could share. Sure. But I don't, you know, so this, this guy, uh, my sense is that he's asking, like, what did you, yeah. how, where can list. I go to, yeah, you yeah. know, where can I go to learn this? Like, well, you, yes, here's, here's your reading list. But it won't but make the, sense. But, but the only <laughs> thing that gives the reading list value is how you manifest these ideas in your own physical practice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can, okay, now it makes sense. Now I can put it in my own words and turn it back. So that's really interesting. I don't think I've ever thought about it in that degree. So I I do have a question at the end of this, but I kind of explain something that happened today because it kind of highlights this. Um, You you mentioned, you know, learning based off of reading something because uh, my question is, can, is it possible that if I read something that I had no clue about before, I mean, a completely new concept or idea is it even possible to integrate that concept or idea into practice just reading it one time or just seeing it for the first time? I don't think so. I, so that that was my that, yeah. that's my question that's up there because I think I agree with you. I don't think it's possible, which is why the 20 hours on a week on a bike, the reading was so powerful because I was seeing it for the second and third time I was experiencing it and then trying to understand it. But you were also seeing it. And especially if it, if it was a universal truth, let's mm-hmm. say, um, then you didn't see it from just one source. You didn't read it from just one source. It came from multiple sources. Maybe it was couched in a different language based on different experience, mm-hmm. but it kept coming up in a way that only your own physical relationship with the world could, um, uh, it, um, give, um, give that the the the, the external knowledge credibility so in a way. Maybe I know this subconsciously because today um, I went to a, a jujitsu class and we were learning butterfly sweeps, and so we would do a couple butterfly sweeps. And because I'm a white belt, they advance the class. And I'm still stuck on butterfly sweeps, but I go up to learn the next thing. And they, they made a joke about, oh, white belts can just keep doing butterfly sweeps. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I, I just want to see this thing that you guys are going to do. Because in three years, when I see it again, I'll, I'll know better what I'm looking at. And I was saying it kind of joking, but I was legitimately, I just want to see this thing. Because the more I see 
when I see it a second time, yes. I can start to comprehend it a little bit better. And sure enough, it was a fucking knee bar from a butterfly, which is, it's Damon. So he like bends okay. in half and flips around and does some shit and you go, wow, that makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah. So hopefully when <laughs> yeah. I see this I'll again. I'll see you in a couple of years, yeah. <laughs> knee bar or whatever it is. And I, I think, I think that is the thing. Um, Cause you'll, I'll read some concepts and I read a lot of philosophy early on in my adolescence um, and it was deep seated and I understood almost none of it. And then funny enough, the like experiences on a bike, some of this stuff would come up and when I would read it a second time, it would click and then a third time and it would make sense. And then when I read it for the, you know, fourth example of the same thing, oh, this is a universal truth. I need to put this into practice. So again, I, I, when people look for a book list, that's the least helpful thing. I always want to know about good books to read. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That, that's yeah, always yeah, helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Like point me in the direction of. Yes. But I, I don't think it does. I don't think you can read books and just ascertain the knowledge and suddenly you're enlightened as to the technique of something or the experience of something. Well, no, no, no. You can read it and then you take a test to prove (laughs) that you remembered what you read and then you're qualified. (laughs) Because if I remember it, that's the same thing as knowing. Yes, exactly. Hmm. I mean, we were talking about formal education, right? Yeah. Or or the the practice. I mean, and and yeah, it does sound like I'm mocking it, but... um, Always. uh, (laughs) That's how I talk about most things, apparently. Right. Um, uh, but, But I do... Yeah, I feel that, that this, the reinforcing yeah. is, is it has to be mutual. Like that you have to have the sort of physical and individual experience with the concept in order for, you, you know, to, to, to recognize it. And, and the recognition thing is actually what I'm writing down right now. The, the repetition allows for mirroring to happen. Like the reflection, you need to be able to see it, but see it from a different angle. Yes, and that only happens by seeing it multiple times. And 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 when you see it multiple times, you are a different person with each seeing. Yes, that's the that's and, oh yeah, and that is the difference. Is that <laughs> okay? I see it initially. I don't understand it. Mm. Then I have some experience in my life, and then I see the thing again. Oh, now I've got a little bit more. Now I'm like, I'm starting to work my way around this thing in somewhat circular fashion mm. um, to ultimately have a three-dimensional picture of it. Yeah. But in the beginning, I can only see it from the single point of view of who I am. Three months from now, I'm going to have a bit more knowledge and a bit more experience. And I'm going to look at that same concept as a different person. Mm. And it's going to look different. There, there was and this I'm going to get closer and closer to understanding by refining my position and my own personal experience in relationship to that concept. There was this analogy that Andrew Yang gave. He's um, this guy running for president. Um, he, uh, he was talking about, he was using it specifically about the economy, but it's a, um, it's an old Chinese or Hindu parable and it like it runs true so his idea is asking about the economy and how to improve it or whatever and his 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 thing was well we get economics wrong in the first part because economics is so detailed that it's much like you know seven blind men trying to describe an elephant from only what they can touch and see of that part of the elephant okay and so i think all ideas are like that. And maybe what you're talking about, that house of mirrors or the 360 degrees is taking enough time. You're Everyone's blind to every concept. I don't care who you are. There's yes. nobody that has immediate like understanding of concepts. So to truly know it, you almost have to take the time and touch all parts of it without your eyes to feel it and to know it. And that takes so much time. To, it's a it's a big concept. It's a big animal. It's a big thing to try to understand. And the first thing that we do when we first touch it is we try to tell people about it immediately. I touch the leg and I'm like, guys, it's this. And it's this big around. And I understand it perfectly. And then another guy on the other side is like, you're wrong. It's like this. He's touching the tail. And 
and then we argue on the fucking internet yeah. about what this thing is supposed to be. And then I deplatform the guy touching the tail because he's, he's weird. Because <laughs> yeah, man, he's, it's like not he's, low carb. It's, <laughs> no, he's like, <laughs> no, he's too close to the butthole, and there's no way we're going there. <laughs> so if <laughs> all deplatform that guy, deplatform the butthole touchers. But in reality, and then there's like the sage or the wise person that shuts the fuck up because they're still moving around the animal. Yeah. Like they're they're taking their time to feel out the whole thing and they know they have nothing to say about it. And I think this is where we end. Uh, I mean, we could come back to the... the. Uh, but I think these knee-jerk reactions mm-hmm. of like, ah, oh, the guy touching the tail, he's a blasphemer, deplatform him, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 let's go around. Let's, okay, let, let please allow... Professor Noakes to have this conversation with people. Yes, because he's feel there. We are all feeling our way. It, like if 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 anybody had a fucking handle on how we should feed ourselves mm. to be the most healthy, mm. longest living, mm-hmm. best for the economy, ethical, etc. Mm. We wouldn't be having this discussion. We'd already fucking mm. no, like no one can claim to understand it completely. No. Without some personal bias coming into it, without like, realizing that, like, look, I'm just touching the leg, you guys, but this is this is what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Don't deplatform that guy because somebody else might discover another leg. This might be the six-legged fucking elephant. We do not know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 so let's just say that you know Professor Noakes just you know, you know moving around and he's on a, a you know. He was a hyperhydration guy, and then he's a hypohydration guy. Okay, so he he walked around the pool. <laughs> he got shit on a couple it, times. Is what happened. It, yeah, shit himself a couple times yeah. probably, and and you know held on to some water for you know a long time, and and then figured out how to get rid of it, and then like so he, he's obviously exploring the human experience. Mm-hmm. That is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Because then other people are going to get to explore their own human experience with that and go, oh, well, yeah, the low carb thing, I just, I just lost so much weight. I, I became height weight appropriate all of a sudden. I didn't really like it because I didn't fit in because 66% of my friends were not that. And so <laughs> I just went back on the carbs and, and rejoined. Man, that's a large percent. Oh, rejoined shit. My it group. fucking reflects the population. Ah, dang. It is. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a tough one. I mean, when people ask, like, you know, for tidbits of what we do or how we do it, like, uh, first of all, and this kind of dawned on me earlier when somebody asked me if they could buy um, the manual. They think there's a manual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, hey, do you have a PDF form thing? And when I, uh, I laughed at it originally, but... The, wait, for us or for the old place? No, for for this place. Oh, yeah, no manual. We don't even have show notes, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in we my head, I was just like, even if we did, that would be... I, I mean, we have our, our seminar book that we, you know, put together, but that that's not a manual. It's not an instruction list. It's more or less but a, it also, and, almost yeah, a fuck it, you to the people that show up thinking that you know, you're going away with a secret tablet. Yeah. But yeah. instead, when I thought about it, I was like, oh man, like this is one of those things. And especially on the, you know, we're only a couple weeks out from our how to do symposium, which is sold out at this point. Nice. Um, is it? it is. Uh, yeah, we hit to actually we oversold because we have 22 people. Um, but when I thought about it, it's like the reason we limit the amount of people is not because we don't want to print the manuals out. <laughs> the reason we limited to 22 people is specifically because the experiences with each are the lessons and to make yeah. sure that they're able to touch and feel and see what we see. And if someone, yeah, the manual is not the way the manual is not the thing. It's just like, yeah, here's a, here's a, here's a, you know, follow along or don't. Here's the thing to take notes in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what, it, yeah. It's, it's, which is what it's going to become. Ultimately, it should because yes, there are there are there are guideposts, mm-hmm. and that's I think all the any sort of manual should be. They should be like oh oh a guidepost. You mean a talking point? I guess that's sort of what it is mm-hmm. because these are the points of discussion. These are the things that we will try to teach and elaborate upon. But 
if we go back to like th- this idea of you know reading the literature is not knowing no <laughs> right ha- remembering is not understanding so <sighs> let's just <laughs> say that the value of the symposium or the seminar or whatever is 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 in individualizing these concepts is in like okay I'm, we're going to we're going to try and give you multiple perspectives on these ideas hmm. In a very short period of time, it's our version of a hack. <laughs> it's like a eight hours to, you know, yeah. secret knowledge or whatever. But and I and I kind of say that jokingly, but mm. but but I think this is the value of conversation is that we can that we can instead of just reading the concept from one point of view, we can have a discussion with multiple points of view around that concept and start to see through the eyes of the other people with whom we are having the conversation that same topic right we see it through their yeah. eyes and then we can start to like we're walking around the elephant all of a sudden there's there's four legs and damn this thing's fat and uh <laughs> whoa 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 what's that that's sharp and that's something tickling my butt and uh so it has a trunk this is for it, sure a huge dick yeah <laughs> yeah we got to stop that at all costs um, <laughs> but it may just be how the elephant drinks, you know, I don't know what it's doing, <laughs> you know, tears down trees and shit to, you know, debranch and eat shoots. I, so and there's this, um, <laughs> I mean, one of the most frustrating, if you've, I know you have, but asking the, you know, metaphorical listener, if the listener has ever tried to look into uh, Zen philosophy or you know most forms of Buddhism they'll run into the most aggravating part which is what's passed down from great teachers which are the cones or haikus mm-hmm. or it's not cones yeah yeah and a haiku is the Japanese version of that plus some weird stuff that goes plus under. some rules plus some rules yeah but the cones Cause... but the cones are teachings that are almost they're not teachings they're fucking confusing they're 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 what i think thought experiments but they're the ultimate teacher because it is not if you if you've ever taught somebody telling them directly how to do something will never be understood like no especially complex movements like you know a snatch or a cleaning jerk the instruction of okay, I want the bar to be precisely a quarter inch away from your body at all times. I need your hip angle here and your knee angle here. You're going to extend and pull the bar into your hip and then your hip will not hit or impact the bar, but it will meet it and gently glide up as the pelvis rotates and then all force will put the bar into the air. You will then pull yourself under. The, the instruction list could go on in detail and it would fucking mean nothing. But if you just tell somebody to do and you give them, you know, lessons here and there and directions along the way, how I feel cones are after after you start to understand what enlightenment means and what meditation can do for you and how the brain or mind, uh, the, the state of the mind is, cones are like these little gems, but you'll only understand them after you know. Like after you know and you read it, you go, oh, that's fucking clever. These are the greatest teachings from this sort of philosophy. And if any layman read it, they would call it bullshit. It sounds like gibberish, but they're the most in-depth. So I'm just going to read this one because it has come up twice in the last two days. Okay. Like I just, and just totally accidental. Tanzend and Aikido were once traveling together down a muddy road. Heavy rain was still falling. Coming around a bend, they met a lovely girl in a silk kimono and sash, unable to cross the intersection. Come on, girl, said Tanzen at once, lifting her in his arms. He carried her over the mud. Aikido uh, did not speak again until that night when they reached a lodging temple. Then he no longer could restrain himself. Quote, we monks don't go near females, unquote, he told uh, Tanzen, especially not young and lovely ones. It is dangerous. Why did you do that? I left the girl there, said Tanzen. Are you still carrying her? Yeah, and then uh, and and then this reminds of a quote uh, by Rumi: "Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there." Ooh, that one's nice. Rumi is especially eloquent. 
Um, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's to me, okay, let's sit down and think about this mm-hmm. stuff. Like, okay, the lady needed to get across the plate, you know, didn't want to get her shit dirty. She was just going to be there looking all pretty until, you know, I, you know, it was the food and water across the mud. I mean, I, like, what was, what was her dilemma? Why didn't she just go across on her own <laughs> without tempting a monk? I, I th- well, in this, this is vowed to never. That's like, like the that's obviously the, the, the beauty y- of them is just like that. I mean, they're infinite in wisdom, obviously, but they're total gibberish to somebody who is unable to try to break down their thinking process. Yeah, um, and some of them might feel like riddles. Which most things that are worth knowing are riddles. Like <laughs> they're confusing and they trick you and they, they're elusive. And when you think you have it, it's not. It's a, it's a paradox. It's a, uh, and this is, this is. Isn't that like a paradoxical riddle? Isn't that sort of what a, the, the definition of a Zen koan is? Ooh, it could be, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. But it has to sink in on itself. Um, and it will, and, 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 and the, the, the quote answer is going to be different if, you know, 10 years from now. Uh, well, so it, this is the trick. If it's a paradox, it cannot be a thought. Ex- well, actually that's not true. I think it's backwards. A thought experiment cannot be a paradox, but a paradox can be a thought experiment. See, I already fucked myself up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, and that's our podcast for today. We're done meditating on... I, I'm not... Uh, I, I, I don't know what the definition of thought experiment, uh, so can't well, really go down that Well, a thought experiment, like I, I talked about this um, the other day while actually talking about the Alabama thing. Um, and I go, you got to set up um, to, to understand any kind of morality or ethics in any situation, you have to use the absurd extremes. That's what thought experiments are for. Okay, They're to take away, they're a sandbox, essentially. <clears throat> That's where we practice um, without any judgment where, where we can make mistakes. And so a thought experiment would go, uh, I think one of the really great ones is like a question like, why don't we eat babies? And like, there's no, I'm not, I'm not actually actively looking to eat babies. I'm wondering why not when we eat meat and we need food and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Why don't we partake in baby flesh as opposed into lamb baby flesh? Why not human baby flesh? And the answer to most people is like, good God, oh my, that's terrible. Tell me why. Like find the reason why you don't eat babies. And when you realize how hard it is to come up with an actual reason that's not based off of some objective morality that you learned from somebody else or we're not told to do something or it is not illegal. Like let's just imagine it is legal. Why don't you do it? What is the purpose behind it? Eventually when you strip- Portion size? (laughs) It's perfect portion size. 16 ounce? (laughs) You ever had a 16 ounce ribeye? (laughs) And there's baby fat, so. (laughs) It's like- It's like marbled. Oh, we talked about this the other day when when I was asking uh, Trevor. I just got done. uh, He hunted a boar and, or uh, a bear rather. And uh, he was talking about, he was going to cook up some boar. And I was talking about not eating factory farmed pig anymore. Yeah. I just like had this- weird yeah sensation. i noticed lately that like there's you're uh you're not down with the pig but it wasn't a conscious decision it was just like uh man i just don't feel good like okay. i just don't feel like it's something that helps at all like it doesn't even taste that good like, so oh timothy noakes it hurt me right now because no but <laughs> i mean i'm curious i mean yeah. i mean all species are sacred but um uh some are more sacred than others, meaning mm. they have more fat on them than others. Now, when you talk about okay, not eating, now are we talking about any part of the pig, or are we talk about like a like a lean chop? You know, I'm t- I'm talking that I would probably oh, eat wild boar, but here's what sold me on it. When I asked him whether he had any bacon from wild boar, he goes, "That's not a thing." And I go, oh, it's too lean. And he goes, yeah, but any animal in the wild cannot be baconized. Like the, <laughs> the <laughs> he's like, what you're talking about is eating an unhealthy, obese animal. 
Yeah. And I was like, there it is. That's why yeah. I have a weird sensation towards it. It, it. Like he answered it almost immediately for me. It's like, these are grotesquely force fed or at least, you know. Yeah. Under-exercised. Under-exercised and force-fed, <laughs> whatever you want to believe that is. <laughs> oh, and, my God. And then slaughtered, and we get this marbling and fat content. That, but you just talked about most human beings. You just <laughs> described them. You're under-exercised so, and, quote, force-fed. Like, so and, 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 and no one's shoving this. it down your throat, but you feel like you're a slave to marketing, <laughs> and you got to eat what they're telling you to eat. So it's almost like you're being force-fed. <laughs> And therefore, you'd be pretty good to slaughter. You're good bacon. You're good so bacon. Milda said this almost exactly at the same time because she oh. came and we we're talking about this and she's vegetarian. She's like, oh, are you guys talking about meat? Because obviously yeah. we're talking about meat. I was like, yeah, I was talking about not eating bacon and like the reasons why. And then we explained it to her and she goes, oh, like humans. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Everybody got it but me, basically. Yeah. And I like... It's so strange that that had to be the thing um, that that kind of... That it took a wild boar to bring you to your... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to a wild boar. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just one of those, like, I, I mean, I have nothing against the humane slaughter of an animal and the consumption of it. Um, but I figure most meat that I was eating in the pork form was probably the worst variety. Yeah. Uh, we have grass-fed, grass-finished beef that we get from a, a farm up north. Um, we get lamb from them. We get sometimes get whole chickens from them. Um, uh, then most of the meat that Aaron gets is from this local butcher that'll locally source it. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes every once in a while we'll be in a hurry and we'll go to some supermarket and buy like chicken, but it's rare. Okay. Most of our stuff comes from local farms or whatever. It's not the cheapest way to do it, but it for sure fucking tastes the best. And, and potentially, um, I don't know what the hell things are to it, but the conscious part of it is that, okay, I went and met my cow Yeah. before it was slaughtered. Um, it was a big motherfucker. And I thought that, you know, although I did not do the slaughtering, I felt like that connection to it gave me a lot more respect when I eat it. So therefore I actually eat less of it. Uh, like I, I, can I, I don't waste it. Can I, I, guess I look say. it in the eye when mm. you put the 22 through its pain? No. <sighs> that would be rough. I could do it. But I, I would have a hard time with it only because I'm not desensitized to the whole process. But it's something that I've been looking into, especially talking to Trevor about, hey, can I come help you? And maybe in the fall, we'll get to help him harvest an elk. In yeah. which case, I think it's, I don't know how we landed on this, but I do think that that is part of, <laughs> I guess, in a roundabout way, walking around the animal. <laughs> Yeah. To understand what I'm eating and what this costs, because there's there's a real cost to it. Yeah, and, and I it's think not a theor and, and not a theoretical cost, which no. I think a lot of times is sort of, you know, you read one of those, uh, what is it, the Upton Sinclair book? I can't remember exactly, but it was a little bit about, you know, factory farming sort of ish mm. thing back in the day, um, and. Like I, th I think a lot of times people don't don't come up against the, um, th you know, the reality of killing and eating an animal before they make a decision not to, mm. right? Like it's a mm -hmm. oh, it's it's it, cellophane. It, it, well, no, 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 not not even that. I I, I I think it's you know a lot of you know the the philosophy that we have around our food and the way that we eat is not it, it's it is very rare for it to be directly informed mm. okay that it, that it's mostly like oh my friends are vegetarian i want to hang out with my friends and so it's easier yeah yeah and so true. they love cats and so yeah. i would never eat a cat and mm. so i'm not going to eat a pig either or a cow or mm. a fucking shark you know or whatever um i don't think that that is someone being directly informed right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> um it's sort of caught up in a it, it, it's it's social programming in a way mm -hmm. and i think it's important for us as individuals to recognize and not just in relation to diet but diet isn't pretty easy one to talk about um or easy way to demonstrate the ideas like i think we need to be aware of all of the social programming that we are subject to mm -hmm. 
examine it, question it, but we don't. Like I eat how you know I I, I eat how I eat. It's okay. I don't, mm-hmm. you know I never I never look the animal in the eye. It'd be a really good thing to go like, mm-hmm. all right, <sighs> Mister Busher. Hmm. Uh, I'll have to ask Steve. Steve's coming in um, this next week for a podcast, and uh, uh, yeah. and some years ago um, he had a piece of property like five acres and didn't want to mow the lawn, so he got three cows, <laughs> named all of them Jim because he couldn't tell them apart in the beginning, and then it was just easier to kill them afterwards. <laughs> but when the mobile butcher came, I don't know how much he participated. I know that I benefited because yeah. you know a bunch of meat showed up in the mail, but. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if he was there and like watch the whole process or like uh, scoot out. Yeah. Here's uh, here's Jim, Jim and Jim. Uh, I got to go and like yeah. and sort of separated himself from it or not. I mean, and, and whether he did or not, you know, it's everybody's level of comfort. But still this this, the, you know, being able to have a direct experience. I mean, I would certainly feel more whole better have a solid foundation for discussing things as opposed to being you know only informed by this social programming or habit i think to to kind of wrap this up because we've got to go into the yeah into the friday night shenanigans if you've never thought that like any of your practices are concepts and that those concepts like I just explained happened with me with pork took me 36 years to understood, understand what I understand about it now. And I have gone through periods of eating and not eating it because as a concept, I didn't understand. And it took me that long to revolve around and notice things. And finally something cued me literally a week ago to, to go, Oh, that's why like that. That was my, the reason if you just take that conceptually as a concept, um, to every other thing you do and try to walk around it and understand again, it's like ask it. It's a thought experiment. It's yeah. like, why do we do the things we do? And that's all it, whatever reason a couple you can, well, I eat meat cause I'm red blood American. Like, yeah, that's one, but it's not a reason. It's just an excuse that came to the top of your head. And it's also a social construct. Sure. Yeah. Remove, you know. remove all that is untrue and see what's there. Yeah. All right. There it is. <laughs> Remove all that is untrue and see if anything remains. And uh, we'll talk more next time.